0: Welcome to the Program Pod, a national award-winning program on the RCBC Podcast Network, which takes a deep dive into the programs offered at RCBC through different perspectives of students, faculty, and employers. That's right. Hello and welcome to the Program Pod. As we said, a national award-winning and just finding out too, up for another award in this year's NCNPR, Medallions Award, whether it's going to be gold, silver, or bronze. We'll find out. We'll let you know. But... It's not about us today. It's about cybersecurity, as we are going to be taking a little bit of deep dive from different perspectives within that particular program. Again, the host, Jay Varga, that is me. And uh, well, it's October, Cybersecurity Awareness Month, and RCBC has been taking on its own measures promoting the important measures needed to protect yourself in the cyber world, which also included rolling out the required multi-factor authentication steps and accessing their Barron One accounts. Why is this important? Well, why do you ask that? Because I have some fancy old facts that says about what people been experiencing with cybersecurity because according to AAG cybersecurity services an estimated 53.35 million US citizens were affected by cybercrime in the first half of 2022 between July 2020 and June 2021 the US was the most targeted country for cyber attacks accounting for 46% of the attacks globally also US citizens lost 6.9 billion dollars in 2021 to cyber related crimes including romance scams whatever that is 950 95- or 956 million investment scams 1.4 billion and business email compromise of 2.39 billion. So, why is this important? Well, that's what we're here to talk about. So, is it a coincidence that we're doing all this in October? Mm. Maybe not. I think so, but if it's uh, if so, you're ready for to join today's here in Career Cyber Security. The show is joining us for you today. It's Allison Warren here, a current RCBC student. Allison, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Jay.
0: You're welcome. Roy Kramer, also a current RCBC student and member of the Subiron Security Club, um, which we're going to talk about in just a little bit, but also three plus one computing and informatics major, right? Thanks. Yep.
2: yep. Thanks, Jay. Thanks for having us on.
0: Yep. And Nabil Beg. Big Bill right? We're going to do that nice and easy? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yes. Uh, an instructor here at RCB Seek for computing and informatics, part of the STEM division, specifically engineering and technology. But as always, I like to start with some with uh, the ladies first. So Allison, we're going to start with you. All right. So uh, I was just talking about some of those numbers there with uh, cybersecurity and citizens being attacked. And well, happens to be you were one of them, right?
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say that begrudgingly. Um, so me and my team did a recent presentation as you stated we won a award which we I think we did a fantastic job on demonstrating a live cyber attack and uh, I took the bull by the horns and um, did the intro and conclusion of our um, presentation and through my public speaking class uh, I learned that you need a good hook and back in 2020 I was uh, conveniently uh, had a cyber scam. And uh, so back in 2020, I graduated my uh, four years of college at Moore College of Art and Design, fantastic school. Uh, <laughs> and um, I moved to Georgia with my mom because I found a good a good like settlement kind of starting job there. I okay. uh, it was a contract work so I did that for a little while but then contracts only last for so long so I was looking for more jobs in the meantime. And uh, when you graduate college you're super excited you want to get right into the working world so I took almost anything that was given to me. So when I got um, it w- it already it already made my stomach like. A turn because I got a text message, not a call, not an email. And, but you know, I was just trying to remain hopeful of, okay, yeah, this is going to be job number two. And, um, so when they were texting me back and forth, it was, it was texting like an interview texting. And I was like, can we call? Sorry, we can't. And I was like, what the ham? So, <laughs> <laughs> something's so up something's up. Yeah. So, you know, I was, I was really thinking about it. I was like, oh, I don't know if this is like, this is right. But I, I let it go on. And then um, this is for your, you, uh, anyone who's listening is going to learn a classic fraud and not to follow this in a second. So eventually they said, you're hired. And I said, when are we going to be able to call? And they said, uh, eventually. I was like, okay, that's weird. <laughs> so they said, we are going to send you a check in your email, and we want you to print that out and put it in your bank account. I said okay. And um, being a recent graduate, I probably had a good like five dollars in my bank account, <laughs> so uh, it was awesome getting the two thousand dollars. But um, when I printed it out and a uh, mobile scan, you just put it over your um, uh, over the bet over the check with your phone, and it kept going error, 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 error. I was like, what? What is going on? And eventually, uh, so forth. I did some research into it and that is one way that you can get your bank account information taken. So I did research and it was, um, and this, did, it, this did up happening. So, uh, they, you put the money in and then they ask for a thousand back and then they have the information for your bank account. So, uh, when, I, when I read all that, I was like, oh crap. <laughs> and that's when I was like, well, all right, well, I, my suspicion was right. This was like, you know, somebody trying to, you know, uh, take, take my money and take my information. So that's when I took the number that they were texting me and then looked them up. And then, well, behold, it's two guys in Santa Monica, California. And I'm sure they found they got lots of other people's money, but I wasn't gonna take that, and I ended up uh, <laughs> uh, going drastic measures and calling the Santa Monica police.
0: <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, like you said, there's there's victims out there who aren't so lucky. You know, yeah, and, and get caught up. I I've, I've had experiences too with doing a lot of like trying to do some sales on Marketplace, and sometimes they're like, "Oh, well, can I pay you in Walmart gift cards?" And I'm like, Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I do have to go to Walmart sometimes, but (laughs) I was like, something doesn't seem up. I was like, no, Uh, you have to really kind of filter it out. But okay, so you're in Georgia, you do all this stuff. But so now, how do you jump here to RCBC? What led you here?
1: I'm so glad you asked that question. So I have a very strong background in art. I have worked on so much different like concept artwork. Uh, I've done character designs. I've worked on a children's book. I've done so much. And um, unfortunately now in 2023, there's the creative strike going on. So uh, that's something I'm also very passionate about of keeping updated with everything on the creative side. So during during COVID, uh, I wanted to learn I, I, I wanted to learn more so I wouldn't stay on contracts after contracts because that's what that's what big corporations do. They put you under contract, 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 and they never give you full-time benefits. And that's the goal of a college student of graduating, full-time benefits, getting a salary job, and just having a successful career. Sure. But, um, you know, ever all the, creative, the creatives are going through the strike right now of we don't want to be on contract. <laughs> so uh, being 26 now, I... Wanted to learn something that I'm familiar with and learn more about, so I can get that you know American dream of salary, full time job, nice, successful life. So, uh, learning about it, I found the I found the love for it because it hones a creative side and a technical side, and I'll explain why. So, uh, having being in sort of a technical field, you're working independently, and there's going to be problems that co- that arise in the, uh, in your career and you have to use your creative side and go, okay, how am I going to do this? Cause it's not going to be handed to you yep. because the program, the computer is going to go, oops, we don't like that. And you have to think, okay, well, how do I want to do that? And working with your right side of the brain, you can go, okay, well there's, you could do this, 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 and this, or you could just look it up on YouTube, but <laughs> <laughs> but it, right. it, it really makes your, your brain go. So it, it kind of Coexist with the creative side and the technical side and that's why I wanted to go into like this this tech field then that I was uh, sorry that I was already uh, familiar with and I just honed the skills and I'm glad I did because it's a really nice Field to be in, yeah. And yeah, like you
0: said the troubleshooting definitely makes your brain think a little bit. Yeah, try to get it problem solve and such. But okay, so you are here studying school at RCBC now. So, what are some of your few highlights? Uh, which, and we're going to talk about obviously the the accolades that the uh, Cyber, uh, cybersecurity club received earlier this year. But what are some of your personal few highlights so far uh, while attending?
1: So, um, I think probably meeting a bunch of like friends who are here to like help each other and want to see each other succeed is like the highlight like making new friends of and then um probably meeting i guess meeting new people i'm a very social person i love to talk little. <laughs> <laughs> but um I, I guess the main goal is just learning like you know you come into the cyber security and um industry and it's like oh there's so much money in it but it's like yeah that's a bonus but like. <clears throat> what about like the knowledge you learn the things you think about the people you meet the networking you have like it's it's that's the reward in itself and the money is like oh yeah that's awesome but like I'm again I'm a very social person so I love talking I love meeting I love and learning stories so that's kind of like I'm glad I came here
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah the uh Unfortunately the, the funny the financial side of the arts world is not as you know lucrative say as cybersecurity. Well
1: you say that. So <laughs> I I can talk about art for a while, but I can uh it, it really depends on the level of uh master it, it depends if you're if you're mas- mastered in something. Sure. So you can come into the art world of, you know, I want to be a children's book artist. And that can fluctuate up and down. If if your children's book becomes successful, you make millions of dollars like Dr. Sure. Seuss. Or if you want to go in the uh, uh, video game industry, if you become a concept artist, that's just step one in, in, um, to becoming a 20-year-long uh, concept artist where you are making up to $80,000, $90,000 a year on your salary. But if you're an entry level, honestly, this is this could go for any uh industry of just starting out small but the more you the more experience you have you're gonna get a bigger salary yeah. uh cybersecurity from what I know and you you can uh uh digress if I'm wrong it's the same thing if like entry level will be like 50 sixty thousand dollars a year and but that could be like the 10 years into a art career if you uh, if you manage to get like a full-time job in the art industry yeah
0: and sometimes art too is really it's commission-based it's uh, you said it's not as stable yes uh, as maybe and as that's well.
1: a, <laughs> do I regret going to art school no, no. would I ever it's all, suggest it's all an experience would I ever suggest art school for someone yes I would I think it's it's a fantastic experience college in general is Amazing, And I know it can be scary for some people and it can be stressful, but the benefits you get out of it is like leagues better than like just staying at home and like trying to do it yourself. I got you. Yeah. Well,
0: I can continue to talk. We do have some other guests. We yeah, I know. We want to we we <laughs> bring in just a, we a little bit. Uh, so Roy, how are you doing? Doing Again. good. Let's bring you into the show here. Uh, so what's your background story and you know what led you to RCBC?
2: So... Basically, I've been interested in computers my whole life. I've been playing on a computer since I was like a toddler. So I always knew I wanted to get into a computer IT related field. Mm -hmm. Um, During high school, I went to BCIT in Medford. So that's a trade school for anyone who uh, isn't aware. I went went to the uh, information technology program there and... That's where I started to learn about the different fields in IT and started to learn about cybersecurity, and that's where I knew I really wanted to go down this path. Why was that? Um, It's just constant learning. It's always learning about the new thing because attackers are always, you know, one step ahead. Yep. They're always, you know, trying to, they're always one step ahead of the, uh, the good guys. So I always love that you're just constantly learning. You're always trying to, there's always new things happening. And I knew that this was the field I really wanted to get into with computers. Sure. And really the reason I came to RCBC is because uh, financial aid, it was way cheaper it. to go here than anywhere else. and
0: Especially with the 3 plus 1 program, right? Yeah, so, yeah. and again, you're into computer in- informatics, so you're going to go here and then obviously you get your degree from Rowan University all with uh, cybersecurity uh, in mind. But I uh, will talk about, you know, your internship that you kind of got going on, which I think is really awesome as well. But these, uh, the high accolades, right? This is what kind of put you on the radar to my show and to the campus as well. And I think it's fantastic what the, the what's going on with what you guys did with the cybersecurity team. Um, and we'll talk about the, the Cyberbit ICL Collegiate Cup in a second, but let's talk about the cybersecurity team. So what is it? Um, the name of it, which I thought was really clever. Let l- you tell the Cy- listeners. Cyberons, Yeah. So, you know, it's a, you know, it's
2: a, it's a pretty, you know, Cheesy pun. No, I love Cyber puns. Cyber Barons, my dad RCBC. <laughs> so, Cy Barons, We just kind of came up with that because we were last minute. What should we call the team? Sure, but it works. And honestly, I think it clicks. So,
0: what do you? So, what do you guys do in the club?
2: So, basically, what we do in the club is we just the club in general because it's outside of just the team. It uh, people. It's for everybody. Anybody interested in cybersecurity to come to learn expand their skills, grow, and, you know, because it's, it's such a collaborative thing. You can't learn everything by yourself. Everybody right. has their different strengths, their different weaknesses. Absolutely. So really the club in general is to help people learn, advance their cybersecurity career, learn, again, get the skills they need to succeed in the real world. Um, as part of the team, basically there's these competitions, Cyber Cups, they all have different a couple different names. Basically they all revolve around putting students in the role of real world professionals. You know, you have to defend against an attack or you have to go into an already compromised network and look through it to figure out what happened. It's all basically the stuff we're learning in our classes, but applied to what you would have to do in the real world. So it's a really, um, it's a really valuable learning experience because that's one of the things that I feel like sometimes school can it doesn't fully get right is that, you know, that translation into real world knowledge. So what I really liked about BCIT is that you got, you you know, you got the actual practical knowledge. And so these, these competitions and the club, they help us get that in a way that sometimes the school can't necessarily make up for.
0: So speaking of the competitions, this, of the one of the cups, the Cyberbit ICL Collegiate Cup, your team plays sixth in the country. Yes. Not the Not the state. The actual
2: country, yeah, yeah, nationwide.
0: Okay, so what were you guys? What type of attack were you guys dealing with then?
2: So in that tournament specifically, it yes. was already attacked. Like the, we got we got a, a network with devices that we had to look through. Something had already happened, and our goal was to remediate the issues, go in and fix them, and also to find evidence of what had happened. Because in the real world, when you're a cybersecurity personnel, you know, doing incident response after something's been hacked, you can't just you know say, "Oh, this is what happened." You have to use that knowledge, that data that you find to prove what happened. So that was really our job with this uh, tournament. And we were able to do that mainly just through our critical thinking, our teamwork, just thinking outside the box, because a lot of the stuff we were looking at, we didn't know about. Like there was a lot of like programming scripts and languages we didn't know. So we had to take that information and kind of go through it and use, the, I guess, context clues of what we knew in order to figure that out. And I really think that's what got us such a high placing, isn't that we had spent so long studying C++ or Java, it was just that we had the critical thinking to to look in the right places and to look for the right things to find what we needed to score high
0: so which makes it even more impressive because the fact that you said you're not really knowing or uh, you know have a strong knowledge in that, some of that script writing and then to come in sixth in the country yeah and you're ta- you're taking down some top some heavy competition too oh yeah there right? was I
2: mean there was the actual Rowan University there right they scored I forget where they were but I think they were 17th there was Purdue Texas A and m like big four-year schools so the government
0: know, uh, team too or I forget the the government institution uh, or they have
3: maybe
0: maybe maybe. Oh, were some, they or defense contracting? I, I think I was I was reading, but still, sixth, mm. sticks in the country. Coast Guard, Coast, Coast Guard. Coast Guard. Oh, okay. okay, all right, but still, Purdue, Rowan. Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> we we were kind that's of a, shocked. That's a heavy competition. So, uh, so how many were on the team?
2: Um, so for that competition, there were four of us. Um, this year we've got Allison and Nick, two new members. Okay, uh, but the four of us that was there was me, um, Jordy. Foz and Tavon, you might have seen him around, especially if you're. I work with Foz all the time. He's yep. an awesome dude. Yeah, yeah, he's, I know I they love do his baby. outfits. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, how did that make you guys feel though? To, to know, you know, you pulled it in, you know, one of the top ten in the country, almost top five.
2: I honestly, at first, I was just kind of like, what? Like, I was just like shocked. <laughs> like, I didn't really have like a uh, like an initial like, yeah, we did. I was just like, sure. wow. Like, I I'd felt like as my expectations, like, this is only like the second or third competition we did. Mm-hmm. So my expectations were like, hey, if we can get top 10, that would be awesome. Yeah. So it really just it, it made me feel proud that like, we were able to work together to get that far of a result. And also just made me think, what are we going to do in the future?
0: Mm-hmm. And it's like, and obviously, it's great for the resume. Oh, yeah. You can put that course. in your portfolio. Like, Yeah, I was on a team that finished sixth on the country yeah. for, this, for the cyber attack. Uh, so in that competition alone, I guess you kind of maybe already covered it, but i would say, how do you, you know, how did that encourage your academic growth?
2: um so one thing it kind of helps is like it helps you figure out where you have to uh focus on a little bit like there were some things that like new tools that we worked with that we kind of have realized hey maybe we should study these and kind of get used to these because in the real world we may have to accom- we may have to uh use that tool or in one of our classes this, these tools may come up so it kind of helps you figure out like where you actually have the knowledge at because you're putting it to the test you know If you don't, if you, what you can and can't do, that shows you
0: pretty much. Okay. So fast forward to now, um, obviously you're going to school, you're studying it up and everything else, but you also have an internship that's, it seems like you're on your uh, path to an excellent career. Can you tell us about this internship, where
2: you're at, what you're doing? Yeah. So, um, basically I'm working part-time with, uh, the Burlington County government, uh, IT department. So the courthouses, the jail, animal shelter, basically all the government services that Burlington County has offered. I help out with IT support. Specifically, I'm on more of the networking side. So there, there's so much to IT. It's not just, yep. you know, coding and programming. There's there's servers and there's networking. There's, there's so much to it. What I do is I'm running cables. I'm configuring, you know, switches so that, you know, Basically making the, the traffic move on the network.
0: I kind of mean, talk to each other, right? Yeah, basically. Some of the courses you're learning now though is kind of help you advance with definitely are def- going on.
2: Definitely, yeah. So um I mean last semester I took a networking fundamentals course here yep. and that really kind of drilled my head into like all the network like everything networking. There's so there's so much to it, but that really helped me uh figure that out and I was able to do more at the job because I was like, hey, I just learned this in class. Can I do a project or mess with something related to that? And it kind of helps me Learn on the you know hands on on the job too.
0: All right. So what's the next step then? After three plus one, you looking to stay in the at the Bronx County uh, department or De-
2: definitely for a few years? Because I mean it's it's a government job. You know you get full time benefits. you Know it's, that all too
0: well. <coughs> right here even at the school you get some excellent benefits. You get pension, it's, which is a rarity these yeah. days massive amounts of time off, even though I don't know with cybersecurity how much time you get off because if you get attacked or something, right? Yeah, so that, that is the one
2: downside is like, yeah, you know, you can get time off everything, but if, you know, when things go down, you have to be on call. You know, we've had that. I've, I haven't i have had to actually go in and help out, but I've seen that happen as I've been there. There's, you know, some server goes down or something happens on the network, like big things happen where everybody has to be hands on, yep. hands on deck. So it's like, yeah, sometimes you got to, you're going to get a call at two in the morning that, you know. Hey, this this application's down. You got to fix it right now.
0: Yeah, and but it's not often, so no, yeah, you're pretty good. All right, so let's now bring in the instructor here, Bill yes, Bag. Yes, right? Sir. How we doing? Doing great. Yeah. Well, pretty. you know I was like a little proud father moment here of your, of your team doing excellent in this competition. Uh, but let's first start out and find out. You know, um, you know. So what exactly do you teach
3: here at our I teach um, a gamut of things. First, uh, like programming. Uh, Roy was mentioning we teach that. Uh, so there's Python, there's uh, C++, and other programming classes. So under the informatics major, we, we have a lot of the programming classes. In addition, there's a lot of, uh, in IT world, there's all kinds of technology services from networking to operating systems to uh, cybersecurity classes. So any gamut of those areas, I, I cover Almost all of those.
0: So, so how did you get here, RCBC? Like, what's your background? Your, you know, what got you got into computers? And obviously, computers have changed from, you know, from when computers were, I guess, first evolving to us to now. What's going on with all
3: these tablets and touchscreens? Yeah, absolutely. I've seen it. i I feel like a dinosaur. <laughs> right. I, I've seen uh, a computer like was also almost like a TV. Yeah. Texas oh, instrument. Right where I saw a bouncing ball. I was a little kid. I saw a bouncing ball on a screen, and I said, I wonder if I can bounce it a different way. Hmm. And that's led, to, led me to the computer programming. It was a, a basic computer program written, and I, I tweaked around with it, and I said, oh, this is interesting. And then I, uh, you know, I was a pre-med major, actually. Really? I did all of the compu- uh, pre-med classes, biology, chemistry, physics, organic, and calculus. Uh, all the way, many years ago, uh, Temple University, and uh, and then uh, I always had that bouncing ball interest. <laughs> so I said I gotta, I gotta at least focus on some of the programming and focus on some coding things. So I got into that. So I ended up getting a degree in pre uh, pre med and computer science, mm-hmm. and uh, that's where my led my career. Uh, then uh, it just took me almost uh, six years to get that. <laughs> So I cuz I wasn't sure which, which direction I wanted to go I said let me let me take a little break from medicine instead of going to medical school I'll just work in the field and that's when dot com era was happening all right all right so I, I I told you I'm a dinosaur so I I witnessed a dot com era come and that's when just having just slight technology skill set would made made you uh, a super rich company even just having an e-commerce presence so i witnessed that uh, so from all of those times all the way to now i was all, always on the forefront fighting those battles of cybersecurity it's amazing so, too when you when
0: we talk to some of the students when i was teaching cuz it's like yeah there was a time there was no internet right and and people they look at you like they they can't live without internet right now, <laughs> but evolved and going to the dot com and the, the geo cities, watching the little emojis with the, like those 7 Eleven guy, uh, you know, trying to build those web pages out. Because I, I did a little coding myself, but yeah. not not totally excited. I,
3: I was on uh, the forefront of, of the internet era that was evolving. Like we were communicating, but we used something prior to the internet. It was like bulletin boards, we used the phone systems share files and communicate and do other things so i i ran one of the biggest one in the east coast Uh, and then uh, then internet evolved and i was there so what led me to uh, rcbc was you know i've always had all these interests i work in the industry a lot still very active in the industry and just throughout my career i worked in the field and then i in the evenings or during class time i shared what i did in the industry so that's I'll always been connected that way uh, and then currently just having a privilege to work in the school and then finish up your doctorate degree in uh, artificial intelligence is, is great to have so having that balance having a connection in the industry having great students you can interact with and uh, having the ability to finish your doctorate would be great and that's what uh, led me to here.
0: And well, speaking of interacting with the students, you know, you play that major role in the team getting sixth in the country at that CyberBit ICL Collegiate
3: Cup. So, first of all, how'd that make you feel? Uh, it, was, uh, it was amazing. Uh, just having, uh, you know, team come together. Just, just some of the challenges of young folks is, is amazing. You know, you just have to have a certain discipline, balance. Uh, you know, even Roy saying some of the things that they were using was mostly troubleshooting, but having an overall understanding of IT, how it works, all of those things coming together and playing a, gr- a good role in that. And, and just, you know, encouraging the team that we can do it. You yep. know, don't, don't worry about who's competing. Do the best you can. I even remember we were, you know, during one of the attacks uh, in class, there was a live attack happening and uh, and and all the team was panicking, and we were we weren't sure what we were supposed to do. We even reached out to them, and I said, just use your natural ability to troubleshoot. Use you know use your team effort that we have, uh, collaborate. And and in the in the cybersecurity world, what I see from all of from the perspective of the earlier days to now, being on the forefront, it's constantly evolving science. Nobody has a clue. So just thinking outside the box, just like Roy is mentioning that we we were just trying to figure out what was going on. We didn't know this. We didn't know nobody knows it. Even somebody like me coming from that kind of background, there are so many scripts, so many languages. It's solving a puzzle. So just having uh, the ability to troubleshoot and a strong team and some general foundational knowledge of basic programming and IT skills will take you far in this industry.
0: Sounds like you had a good coach there. Yeah. Good mentor. That definitely. Was part, that was part of my questions of like, you know, what was, what was some of that guidance that you provided? But you just, you know, answered that right there. And as well as what to take away, because it looks like you're t- from the previous competitions, you're taking away and applying it to the next one. And then as you should, you should apply it to the next one because you want to be able to continue to grow and, you know, understand and be prepared for the next attack or the next competition and such, which, you know, we're ready for hopefully become top in the country this time. Have that. had yeah, that. That's that, the plan. That, that, that top three, um, but okay. So in addition to winning this award-winning, you know, cybersecurity team that you, you're involved with, the college also received some extremely important funding—cybersecurity cyber, uh, grant funding—which we learned about when you guys did the demonstration to the college last week, which was an awesome, co- uh, you know, demonstration. By the way, as uh, so again, we go for the importance of cybersecurity awareness month here in October, but. The college we found out is going to be offering or receiving $1 million from the New Jersey Higher Education Technology Infrastructure Fund that will upgrade and improve computer networks and Wi-Fi and make them faster and more secure. They're going to get $400,000 from the National Science Foundation as part of a multi-college consultorium aiming to strengthen partnerships among colleges and employers in emerging technological fields, starting with cybersecurity. The effort also strives to boost diversity in these fields. And the New Jersey Cybersecurity and Communications Integration Cell accepted RCBC into the state and local cybersecurity uh, grant program that helps public institutions manage and reduce systematic cyber risk. Can you elaborate a little bit more and like just how important that funding is here?
3: Oh, absolutely. Everything costs money to improve your infrastructure and and all of those settings. So having the you know some of this funding will help us improve our curriculums. Uh, we're we're offering some of the curriculum that uses cloud technology now, uh, which we spin our servers in the cloud. We define our security there, so that gives you like a. Uh, another lens into security, how to secure an organization's uh, security infrastructure. And having the funding, you know, giving us the ability to improve our systems, improve our IT services. Uh, IT in general, as we look at it, every three to five years is almost 180 shift. So it's completely outdated and new sets of technology comes in. So having that funding is very critical for the organization and helping us improve the curriculum overall.
0: I think if you keep winning more competitions, more funding's going to be coming in. That's for sure. But uh, all right, so some group questions here. okay. Um, because again, we're trying to, as we, on the program pod here, we just trying to take like a little bit of a deep dive, but still keep it on a one-on-one level for maybe someone that's trying to get into cybersecurity, what they're about to get into, or, uh, you know, what that career is about. Maybe they're a new student, not sure what they want to do. Maybe you're an art student and you're <laughs> looking to switch, you know, switch over. So, and again, this is open to, open to the group here. So anyone can take the lead. You can bounce, uh, you know, comments off of each other. What I'd be, uh, what advice would you give to an individual looking for a possible career in cybersecurity?
1: just Uh, do
0: it. Yeah. Why?
1: Uh, I mean, when I, uh, sorry to cut you off, (laughs) right? When, when I was researching into it, I had a passion of a uh, fiery burning passion of vengeance. (laughs) uh, I said, well, if I could stop someone from doing it to me, why can't I stop doing it? For other people, and then I—that's when I found like the the fiery passion in my heart to uh, save internet lives and bank accounts. <laughs>
2: right. So one thing, like, uh, I want to like not to 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 put it down, but to guys temper people's expectations. Don't expect yep. it to be like the movies right off the bat. You know. Yeah. And sh- like cybersecurity is just one part of IT, and when we're here, we have to learn about a lot of it. And only very brief parts of it, we have to learn about operating systems and networking and system administration, all to get our cybersecurity degree. So I think one thing for people I I would tell people is to really like get up, get passionate about computers, get passionate about just working with the technology, not just about the cybersecurity, being a hacker, getting the six figure salary. Because if you do that, you're going to end up just burnout. And I've seen that with some of my classmates, some of my friends that they it's not living up to the hype. So, I think that's one thing for people is like there's a lot of buzz around cybersecurity right now. Yep. There's a lot of buzz around big, you know, big money jobs, you know, go to a, go get a degree, you'll get some crazy salary, but that's just not the reality of it. So, I guess I'd say make sure you actually have a passion for it before just trying to chase a salary.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I'll uh, piggyback on what Roy is saying. Uh, be ready to do hard work. That's, that's one of the, you know, misnomer about cybersecurity. Uh, just because you've learned how to run a script or run some, uh, some website hack and then <laughs> you're all of a sudden cybersecurity expert or if you learned some uh, tool like Snort or Splunk or something else, that, that those, are, those tools are going to come and go. The most critical skill set is still programming. You still have to understand how computers think. Yep. And learning programming, very it's a very disciplined world. Uh, we have extensive set of programming courses um, in our in our curriculum, uh, and then secondly, uh, understanding networking. That's a very skilled area. That's a very important and very difficult because you have to learn how the entry points to an environments are defined, the routing, the switching, the IPs, the Wi-Fi, how to secure each of them, and each. There are many vendors, many devices, and many interfaces. So my ultimate thing, uh, if somebody's interested in cybersecurity, I will certainly welcome them. Uh, we need more good guys or good folks in the cybersecurity versus bad, uh, and, and we want them. We, we need that battle. We need to be on this good side and train folks, but get ready to do the hard work, and then ultimately, there's plenty of opportunity. I'm... Uh, I'm, I've been active in the industry for 30 years. It's, it's nice. It's nice to brag where just from my LinkedIn profile, I'm, uh, you know, I've, uh, my doctorate is going to be in computer science, but given my background in cloud engineering and a lot of the security accolades I carry and lots of certification in Cisco and AWS, just, uh, you know, having a consulting firm that helps the industry, and, and there's a tremendous need. That's, that's what I would encourage anybody joining cybersecurity. If you do the hard work, there's gonna be plenty of opportunity for you, for the industry and, and beyond. And we're
0: teaching some of those basics and fundamentals here a- at RCDC. Absolutely,
3: right? absolutely. They, all of our courses, majority of them, have some certification component also, which industry values it. So right yep. at the uh, first, uh, first two years of your college, you're getting industry-relevant skill set, and that that attracts a lot of employers. For instance, even uh, we have a CIS-138, an A-plus certification that goes with it. Even though we're not teaching toward certification, you're getting an actual college credit, you're learning the actual technology, and if you choose to, you can go ahead and specialize in that industry credential and and have a value in the industry. So that gives us a combined version of this coverage. It's fantastic.
0: So as we're talking here about RCBC2, and again, earlier, as I said, we're rolling out that multi-factor auth- uh, authentication login system already here for Baron One, but what are some other basic fundamentals that online users can
3: use to protect themselves from a cyber attack? My my view is uh, online users, just like Allison was saying, there's lots of red flags. You know, if you Walmart get a call... Cards? <laughs> yeah yeah i I often get these calls hey you're you're being investigated for tax fraud or something that's, that's a red red flag right there you know just if there's a call or there's a tax or there's a uh phishing email that those are the three major things nobody's gonna reach out to you for anything for those three methods uh just do your due diligence make sure don't share your information just be on the guard uh and just just being a savvy online user, uh, when you go to any website, be sure that site is what you're visiting. It's reputable, especially when you get like, "Oh, free this or free that or free game." Or that's you're you're just fooling yourself. You're gonna trap, get trapped into this. Another red so, flag. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
0: So should users then, um, you know, have the same passwords? Maybe this is a question for me, but and I'm usually pretty good from computers anyway, but should users have same passwords across different accounts or how often should they change yes. them?
1: Change it, change it, <laughs> <Yeah>. change it, <laughs> please.
0: And then, okay. So what if you're like me though, the best advice, because sometimes you don't want to write it down. I, I, I feel a little sketchy putting, like my wife has all her passwords in her, in her notes, like her Mac notes. And I still feel like big brother out there. Could someone still hack those notes, but Is there programs out there or something to, if you have 20 different accounts, you know, Netflix, social media, email, banking systems, like what do you think is the best practice for that? There's
2: actually software out there called password managers. Like there's apps on your phone. I think one's called Dashlane. Basically you, it generates these gibberish passwords that are like 30 characters long Mm -hmm. and it lets you basically just auto input them into, you know, whatever login you're using. So you can store your passwords in there so that you don't have to Put, put them on your notes, which isn't super safe, or, you know, yeah, write them down on a post-it so. note. Yeah. And it takes care of that hassle for you because you just have to pretty much hit a button on your phone and it puts the password in. So yeah, if your phone gets hacked, it could still, you know, get out there. But that's not how most people are hacking anymore. It's, you know, it's social engineering, they're, you know, doing the phishing emails or the calls like uh, Professor Baig was just talking about, mm-hmm. or how Allison got scammed. So if you want to, you know, relieve the hassle of having to remember a bunch of different passwords, there is software out there that you can install.
0: It's good to know. I always have to change the passwords. Usually I know we're changing ours here, I just go the next number up for me. That's just the way I do it. Like this way, it's all in my head so they can't hack my brain, uh, hopefully there. But. All right, so we got all the you know the the technical stuff, you know the personal experiences and everything else. But as something on the show here, I like to kind of wrap it up with some cheesy dad jokes. You talk about the Siberians and your <laughs> little puns there, so I have some puns of my own and we kind of maybe <laughs> end it up kind on of a little bit of a good note. If we'll we'll say so first, I want you to tell me how did the hacker escape the police? How? <laughs> Roy's thinking I'm, right there. Yeah, I'm trying to think. How did the hacker escape the police? He ran somewhere. Oh, man. Uh, No, no, no. Okay. All right. So we're talking about the router itself and all this other stuff. Why did the router go to the therapist? Silence. Silence. (laughs) So why did the router go to the therapist? It was feeling disconnected. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my Uh. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, And one last one here. Um, Why did the hacker bring a ladder to the job interview?
1: So we could escape?
0: No. <laughs> Had to get over the firewall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gonna do it for okay. us, folks there. No. <laughs> 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 Alright, so it is going to, you know, wrap up here for the episode. On the program pod, I hope you enjoyed today's show. I do want to thank guests again today: Allison Warren, Roy Kramer, Bill big who all brought us a little bit more insight in RCBC's cybersecurity program, the computing and informatics programs here at RCBC. But before we sign off, anyone want to plug anything or how to get involved with the Cyberons? Any, you know, hi, mom.
2: Uh, well, Thursdays at two p.m. in Tech 317 is the cybersecurity club meeting. So if you're interested in cybersecurity, you know, come out, check out what we're doing. Right on right here at the Mount Lower campus. Anybody
1: else? Um stay safe. <laughs> and, uh change your passwords to random letters.
3: <laughs> yeah, and mine is a uh, you know plenty of courses in our in our curriculum to interest all kinds of uh, passions and focus, especially cybersecurity. And then our cybersecurity team, you know, it has six members. Some of the competitions are up to 12 members, so it's still open. Come uh, check me out, con- contact me, and we'll get you into the program. Sounds
0: good. All right. Well, again, I'm Jay Vargan. If you want to learn more about RCBC's programs like we just talked about, you can visit rcbc.edu. And for other RCBC podcasts we have to offer, including the Baroness Podcast, highlighting powerful women of Burlington County, you can visit rcbc.edu podcast. Also, be sure to subscribe to the program pod on any platform where you get your podcast. Till next time, thanks for listening. And as like Allison said, change those passwords.